Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers, Saskatchewan's premier distillery, and by the Pile of Bowens Brewing Company, brewed in the heart of Regina. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only sports reporter podcast. Sports <laughs> reporter fashion podcast, I should say. Yes. I am Joel Gasson with John Fraser, as usual, as uh, we do have a few things to get to this week. Uh, the CFL draft happened. Uh, we will share our thoughts, which is basically go listen to what Justin Dunk, JC Abbott, and John Hodge had to say about the draft because uh, we have we are op- very open and honest all the time about this that we are n- not draft experts. I will... No. Profess to say that even as someone who consumes probably an unhumane amount of college football, I am not a draft expert in any league. This right. isn't just this isn't just a oh, it's a CFL draft like the NFL draft. Is like I don't know. Right. Other than yeah, okay, if maybe yeah, Bryce Young's probably going to go one in the NFL. Sure. Beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> right. And see, and see, it's funny because and I used to like kind of at least get to watch the local guys like the yeah. U of S Huskies guys. And I'd kind of follow it along. But this year, uh, spending my winter uh, back in the National Lacrosse League booth with with Cody was like, I, I don't know anything like I do mm. not know a damn thing about this year's draft. So I'm almost glad that we kind of made this a shtick of ours a few years ago. And now yes. it's like, OK, we actually have to lean into what was a shtick. Um, because yeah, we, we don't, we actually don't know anything. I know more about the Northern Pikes playing at Mosaic <laughs> Stadium. Which I can't uh, believe that one slipped by me when they announced that last week, I think it was. I didn't yeah, see it till like a day later and I was like, oh, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that is very, Kim Mitchell, the Northern Pikes, we are very, very on brand for uh, halftime entertainment in Saskatchewan. And, and just saying by the photo of them on uh, Three Down Nation, uh, and it, it, they actually slipped this one by me too. I'm just I'm on the website mm. as we're doing this. Uh, man, they look old. Yeah, like like not like Kim Mitchell kind of like he did the shave his head. Still looks like you know he's a bit of a man rocket old. Uh, these guys uh, not so much. Yeah, so uh, we will share a little bit of draft analysis and talk a little bit about that and go you know kind of for the riders going forward. And also of course because uh, both uh, John and I still. Uh, Enjoy the world of media, even though we're not really officially a part of it anymore. Um, not mainstream, sort of the big media, at least. Yes. Um, we uh, we want to talk about the CFL's new deal with CBS, specifically CBS Sports Network, and sort of uh, the pros and cons of 
said deal because I think you. Well, I think we'll get into it more later. But a lot of people see the word CBS and go, "Ooh, but yeah, whoa, right, whoa, right," whoa. and th- and that's absolutely <laughs> correct. And and as a tease, Joel, I actually did research to discuss that topic. More research for that than I did for the CFL draft. We need some kind of like alert. Some kind of like breaking news alert thing for when we you actually do research on something. <laughs> Just put a thing. Uh, Add that we, to Graham's list of things he needs to voice for us. Okay, okay. So we need we need the new intro. It needs to be voiced by Graham. Uh, but you know what? It's easy if we bug him for like multiple things at once. He's yes. in Vegas right now no. doing his show live because um, obviously he works in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, at Chuck, so he's like, hey. I'm going to take this on, on the road. And actually, it's a funny bit he's done uh, on his Instagram, at Graham Mossaman. Uh, he took uh, water from the North Saskatchewan in like a tiny, like, carry-onable uh, bottle, and he has poured it on the Golden Knights rink because he did that uh, when the Oilers played Calgary, and it seemed to work for them. Hmm. Dang. Fun facts about our big voice man. Yes, very fun facts. Um, some fun facts are also discovered during the CFL draft this week. And the thing we really took away from this year's draft, and we'll get more into the actual specifics of the draft in a bit, but if you tuned in on YouTube, uh, you were, of course, able to watch the draft itself on TSN and TSN Plus if you wished. But I think it would be far better use of your time to watch the Three Down Nation coverage of said CFL draft on YouTube, uh, headed up by, of course, our man Justin Dunk along with uh, J.C. Abbott and occasionally John Hodge, though Hodge was mostly holding down the fort with the written word. Yeah. And, um, John, I mean, I, I I usually work Tuesday nights, and I did this week because I did. Forgot to yes. book it off for the draft. And <laughs> Prep work. But you were watching, and uh, something on said broadcast caught your eye. Uh, yes. The number one thing that caught my eye is Justin Dunk, my man. That might have been the tightest pullover sweater I've seen in my life. Like, Justin Dunk, I don't know if he's got a significant other, but he was out there fishing. His guns were looking great. This thing was so tight, I was expecting, like, at the end, when nobody drafted a Canadian quarterback, for him to tear it off Hulkamania style and be like, somebody draft a quarterback! And, like, like man, like, it was it was tight in, like, the physical term, but also, like, I mean, come on, our boy Dunk's a bit of a man rocket, so, like, he was looking good. So, uh, in terms of appearances, uh, I'd have to put Dunk at the top. It was shocking mm-hmm. how that sweater held on. Like, I, I was distracted. <laughs> they were giving great draft analysis, and I'm like, how the hell is that thing so tight? Meanwhile, all John hears is the musical montage, and no words, just Dunk sweater not blowing in the wind. <laughs> No movement at all. <laughs> and and then the funny thing was, too, like, I think we got to give an award. I And and after the hat debacle, I would mm-hmm. never call John Hodge a fashionista. But I think he might have won the evening in terms of his fat. He just, he had, like, the dude was clearly typing away, running the blog, right in the piece in his man cave. Just in the, like, plain gray t-shirt. That, to me, is, like, peak football YouTuber. You got some stuff in the back. You got some wood paneling. And you're rocking. And his beard, like... That man's beard. Like I can't grow a beard to save my life. You can, but Hodges is so much better than yours. I just, I just don't have the, the patience or the desire to grow it out that far. Well, after a certain point, I just start to play with it and pick at it too much that I'm just like, nah, I got to trim this back. Right, so, absolutely. So yeah. after, after the terrible hat debacle he rocked for a while there during the <laughs> pandemic, 
Uh, Hodge, most improved. And uh, also J.C. Abbott. I, I got to say, this must be a good problem to have. J.C., his fashion was just a little off. He had the traditional sports reporter button up. But it looks like our boy J.C. has dropped a couple pounds. It looks like he could have possibly been wearing his dad's dress shirt. But that's a good problem to have. That's a problem I never have. Mine go the other way. Mine go to the point where my buttons become some sort of hazard that if I cough or project, pew, somebody's eyes coming off. So uh, I would say, uh, JC, you win the hardest worker award for dropping a couple LBs and looking a little tiny in your shirt. Uh, Dunk, uh, I want to know if that sweater ever comes off or you're just like born in it because I can see in like his headshots for the three down (laughs) podcast that. He's wearing, I think, the same sweater. John Hodge figured it out, ditched the hat, improved the beard. There is, to me, what stood out for the draft last night. Our draft coverage, at least. That's right. I will defend JC to the point where he has the typical sports writer look down, especially from, like, a certain era. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, the, we're, the we're, not, we're not, like, as other sports writers, like, we are not supposed to look good on camera. Right. Historically, we have not. I mean, it's slowly changing over time as sort of, you know, the roles of media and you kind of have to do everything become sort of the norm that, you know, more sort of, you know, the writer types are looking more like normal people rather than people like us. (laughs) That was that was most jarring, Joel, I would Mm -hmm. say. Uh, One of my first assignments when I got back into sports was to cover the 2013 Memorial Cup. And that's where the writers stood out like sore thumbs. Like, even us radio guys were a little bit better dressed. Like, I swear to God, the guys from London were, like, like that, like, they were wearing, like, the old cotton-style dress shirts that nobody has anymore and khaki pants that had been stained by years of bus trips and uh, stadium hot dogs covered in the best topping of mustard. Uh, But now... They go out, look like JC, throw on a bit of a button up. Might be a little skinny for him because he doesn't do a ton of TV. Or a little large for him because he doesn't do a ton of TV. But, uh, hey, uh, there was no mustard stains or looking like a old London newspaper reporter for our boys on the... But, but in all seriousness, though, like, all jokes aside. <laughs> all jokes aside, great, great job. Like Absolutely, absolutely. It was awesome. Like, that was, you know, you're getting the... TSN was good. Uh, I like the addition of Jim Barker a lot to that panel, but actual guys that knew something about every single guy getting picked that it's just impressive like impressive as hell and we're talking like no hesitation on instant reactions to every single pick like the amount of, of, of knowledge that these guys have it's just yeah that's why we say go watch them for the draft because yeah. we don't know shit yeah even even if we kind of did know we were kind of sort of paying attention to the, the to any sort of like you know sort of normal degree that a sports reporter would at this thing um JC, Haji, and Dunk just take it to, to just take it to a whole other, whole other level. And I'm not just saying this because they're my coworkers, but I, I don't think there is a better prepared group of guys covering this league for the CFL draft than those three. It's it's true, but yet somebody in their basement someplace still hates all of us. Yeah. And, hey, means we're doing something right, right? Right, 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 because I'm sure we have our haters that, that try to listen <laughs> in. Like, the, one of the first Google... I was looking, I don't know why, I was looking at our Apple reviews from way back when the other oh day, boy. and it's like, these guys had, like, a 30-minute preamble, and they didn't talk about football. I'm like, you, sir, came to the wrong place. Yeah. And that preamble's just gotten worse. Or has it gotten better? It all depends on your definition, I suppose. That's fair. That's, well, I mean, we have two sponsors now, so we that do. means... That means things are getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see if the Riders got better through this year's draft. 
Uh, we will talk about that and more. But first, as usual, John, uh, for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, what's in the glass this week? With our other sponsored Lucky Bastard Distilleries, I'm going with one of my favorite summer drinks. It's plus 26 out here Ugh. in Saskatchewan. And if you've tried pink lemonade beverages from other places and you don't want to support the brewery that may not be named or the sports blog that's also doused in a heavy layer of misogyny, um, make your own. I think this might be a tease for the next cocktail of the month. I got a little Lucky Bastard uh, a, a vodka, of course. I got a little pink lemonade mix in there. No sugar, so it's not going to hurt too much at work tomorrow. Sorry, Darren. I might have three of these tonight. Uh, and just a splash of lemon. And you mix it all up, put it in a glass with ice. And, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's got that summery pink lemonade taste without supporting terrible, terrible, horrible, awful people. Indeed. Oh, and, and speaking of Lucky Bastard, too. Not, uh, not I, they're horrible, awful people. No, <laughs> you no, didn't, didn't nail that one. <laughs> I also mean, okay, and I got to give them some love. So on top of sponsoring our podcast, they're also sponsoring, it's called Melanka. You know, Melanka is, is Ukrainian New Year's, generally celebrated in, in January. But my niece's dance club, they do a thing called Melanka in May or abbreviated Melanka, sponsoring it there. So this is a dangerous combination for me this weekend, Joel. Mm -hmm. uh, a local craft brewery out of Lloydminster, I want to say 44th Meridian Brewery, is also sponsoring there, and a Lucky Bastard. You literally get, as you walk in, you get a free shot of Lucky Bastard vodka. So I always make sure to walk in with a large group of people who are like, ah, I don't want to drink vodka. I'm like, put it in my face hole. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> last year, I was there for 20 minutes and had six mini shots. All right, I, then. I sipped like the last three. It's just so good. You mm. can just drink it straight. So, yeah. uh, yes, lucky bastard, all the love. Uh, try the the pink thing. Try the pink thing. Crazy is not a thing anymore. Right. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be my uh, it'll be my cocktail of the month probably next month because it's easy to make and it's easy for my kids to do the camera work on. Uh, for me, uh, of course, from the pile of bones brewing company once again this week. Um, yeah, it's way too hot for it should be for May 3rd. So I'm drinking a Scar Street Blonde just because it's easy oh, drinking yeah. and beer that tastes like beer. Yes, yes. And that's sometimes all a man craves on a, on a hot day like this. Uh, and, and in fairness, you went with the official unofficial beer of the podcast, the White IPA last week. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you couldn't go back to back because to me, no. that White IPA screams summer. The double White IPA screams summer trouble. Yes. Screams more like summer Friday night, not Wednesday night. True. That's this is also fair as we both do have to work tomorrow as the podcast. Although mm -hmm. we have two sponsors, it's not our full time job yet. No, definitely. At not. this at this rate of growth, by the time we're in our seventies, it will be, and we will just be a couple <laughs> cranky old white dudes. Yeah. Uh, so guys looking to take the next step in their careers, of course, just came and went. Uh, the CFL draft happened this week. Uh, congratulations, of course, to all the players. Actually, the NFL draft happened too, so congrats to all the players, all the Canadians taking all those drafts. And, of course, uh, special congratulations to what seemed like a high number of Huskies and Rams that went in this year's yeah. draft as well. Like, it, it seemed like every time I turned around on Twitter when I was quote-unquote working last night, would um, I look and be like, oh, there's another Husky. Oh, there's another Ram. So <laughs> congrats to all those guys too. Well, let's. There's one. There was two, four Rams who went. I haven't looked up how many Huskies went. Six Huskies, I think. Yeah. So ten players out of the U Sports level in Saskatchewan drafted this year. That's uh, it's pretty crazy and speaks uh, highly as to where both of those programs 
currently are, which I mean, no surprise for the Huskies. They've kind of been around that level for a while now, but it's good to see. Uh, it's good to see the Rams getting back into that mix for sure. Yeah, good. Just a, a great night for local football uh, in in Saskatchewan, right? And uh, and uh, knowing, <laughs> and this is how little prep I did for this draft, Joel. <laughs> Um, I didn't even know the six Huskies draft like that is like that is that's on me. I'm wearing that one. In fact, uh, this all goes back to when was it? It was Tuesday. So it was the day of the draft. Mm-hmm. And my buddy uh, Blair, he's the producer of CTV Morning Live. And I'm cheap and easy content because uh, I work for free. We I get to promo the podcast. So I'm sure we gained half a listener for the first 10 minutes and they realize we're not talking football till now. And they probably went away. But um Blair messages me and he's like, dude, hey, can you come on to talk CFL draft? And I'm like, bro, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I take every opportunity I can to come on your program, especially now I can do it in my basement over Zoom with no pants on. But I have done zero research. Lacrosse season just ended. Like, I- I've done no research. I don't know a player. I don't don't know who's going first. I don't know anything. He's like, oh, okay. Well, if I give you the questions in advance, think you can prepare? I'm like, Yes sure let's fake our way through this and uh so i immediately gave those questions to uh john hodge who uh, hodge if you are listening after we talked about your old hat days um you could have done me so dirty like this is john's like ultimate chance that he could have said that geppetto mccream cheese was gonna go first overall (laughs) and i would have been like yeah so there's this offensive lineman geppetto mccream cheese from uh the Boise Buccaneers or something, right? But he did tell me Dante Bull was going to go first. He gave me great advice. And for the first time ever on on uh, regional slash national TV, I was flat out reading off of script almost verbatim what Hodge had sent to me. So thank you, Hodge, for not doing me dirty. Um, I love you. I don't know if I would have done the same. <sighs> yep. So, of course, um, as mentioned, Dante Bull out of Fresno State, offensive lineman went first overall because that's what Ottawa does. Um, the Saskatchewan Roughriders, they went on the defensive line. They went with uh, Lake Corte Moore. Um, I think the most obvious reason as to why they took him, I mean, there's obviously a lot of talk that the d- depth on the D-line was strong this year in the draft and everything, but clearly it comes down to the fact that he was a highly competitive ski racer <laughs> because we all know Craig Dickinson's love of the slopes. That's, so <laughs> it all it all makes sense now. I forgot about Craig's love of the slope. So, yes, natural fit ski racer for the snowboard instructor out there on the D line. And, I mean, and there's a very good chance he will be playing some special teams this year, which means he's going to be spending some time with Craig Dickinson. And you know what they're going to be talking about? Special teams? A little bit, I guess. Suppose, yeah. Ah, haha, see what I did there. Um, yes. But I mean, uh, also, if you ever, I don't know. I don't know if he's still like this at practice. But when he, when he was the defensive, the defensive, the special teams coordinator here the first time around, before he got let go for choosing to have an off-season job. Yes. Um, and that, and and Corey Chamberlain wanted to be him to be here absurdly early. Um, often during practice, you could overhear him talking about nothing to do with football. <laughs> It was a running gag between like nine Jamie and I and I at the time because you'd always hear him like talking to like TV shows or something because like he'd be talking to like the punter and the kicker and the long snapper who aren't doing anything else. Yeah, but there's a part of me that also thought, I feel like this guy's kind of doing this on purpose just to try to get people to stop thinking about football sometimes. Right. So I think there's a little bit of a method to his madness. But anyway, so yes, they'll probably talk about skiing and snowboarding a little bit at least on the field because I assume there's still a little bit of that in Dickinson's 
practice approach. <laughs> no, oh, you, you, you'd have to think so. I mean, neither of us have been to a practice. And even though uh, training camp is coming here to Saskatoon again, just for my PTSD of trying to come up with two different stories every single day while also simultaneously visiting with everybody and paying zero attention to practice, I won't be there. Um, but no, no, it makes sense. And again, deferring to the guys that know way more than us, Duncan, Hodge, and JC, uh, they kind of said especially with those the, with a couple of those guys going to, in the NFL draft, not just to the NFL, but a couple of Canadians getting getting picked in the NFL draft, not as undrafted free agents. Uh, that really thinned out the offensive line. So I always think it's a good idea to take the bless, best player available Absolutely. Rather, than, rather than fill a need. And it sounds like Lake Cordy Moore is that guy, best player available. Um, and yeah, had, had a great season, Canada West All-Star, 22 tackles, five sacks and a knockdown. So um, although a lot of people might have started sharpening up the pitchforks and lighting up the torches, uh, I like the pick, take the best guy available and roll from there, figure it out. Yeah, I, I think especially if you're a team like the Riders coming off a year that wasn't the best, um, it's just important to improve, improve depth everywhere. Yeah. You're, if you're in a spot like Winnipeg or Toronto or somewhere where you're really trying to fine-tune your roster, then, okay, then you can kind of start the draft with by need a little bit. Otherwise, if you're basically any other team in the league, it's like, okay, we need we just need to get better everywhere. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quite frankly. Right, right. And, and and that's what they did with their second pick mm-hmm. at 11, uh, going with – and Jamie and I, actually, I was listening to him and Britton Gray brought up a great point with this. When them, with them drafting Jackson Ford, he's a Regina guy, plays for the Rams, grew up around the team. Mm-hmm. Like, And I made a great point is, is Ford has a chance to be that guy that you draft and doesn't leave after three years. Yeah. 
because that seems to kind of be a thing that that guys do is you draft a Nick Dembski, he goes back to Winnipeg as soon as he can. Uh, Andy Fantuz, like guys generally like to play out their rookie deal and then typically play closer to home. So I, I think even though they might have gone a little early on him, according to people smarter than me, um, I mean, not- I have I have the piece open here. So in Hodges, in like in the three down nation ranking, he's a like so he went eleventh overall. We have him at sixteen. So I mean, it's not. It's not that absurd of a stretch, as far as right. I'm and and and, yeah. and and when you factor in the fact that of that top twenty-five list, there was several guys that uh, did end up in the NFL. So it's yeah. it's it's basically bang on. Like it's not a huge stretch. I know that there is some chatter that oh, they maybe should have taken you know somebody else there. Honestly, if you can get a local, and, and this team has had great success with its local guys. Yeah. Right. You, you look at the guys they've brought up. You know. Like or or brought back Evan Johnson, Logan Furland, Dan Clark for years. Uh, just trying to think off the top of my head here of these guys. You know they've had success building that local core. So um, why not do it again? Especially for a guy that, from all accounts, sounds like he could step in. Especially as they didn't re-sign Mike Edom. Yeah, and I mean I don't think there is defensive back is one of those positions where it's never wrong to build your depth. It's never wrong to try and improve. It's never wrong to kind of push that because I think you know, we've you hear about this talked about a lot in football circles after the offensive line perhaps the most complicated and important group might actually be your defensive back right just because like an offensive line they have to communicate a lot and work together and not that other positions on, on the field don't have to do that but the offensive line and your secondary are probably the two biggest groups that have to be like the most in sync on every single play so if you have a guy that you think is a pretty good db there's never I don't think that's ever a bad pick. And I think no. especially in the CFL where, you know, your Canadian DBs aren't always easy to find. So and at the very least, you have a guy that can be a, a good special teamer for a while. And you know, you know we've seen guys like that come through here before, like your Mike McCullough's, your Spencer your Spencer Moore's, like those kinds of guys who maybe aren't necessarily always the most impactful players on your offense or your defense, but they pl- play a very important role in your special teams every single year. Right. They absolutely do. And and, and getting athletic guys that, that have size and speed, that's exactly what you want to do. Look, we actually sound like we know what we're talking about here. Guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I can kind of fake my way through it sometimes. I, I know. We're both really good at that. Um, The only criticism I did here, there's mm-hmm. no sense going pick by pick because no, no. let's face it, outside of the top two guys maybe the linebacker they took in the third round you're you're probably never going to hear a lot of these names again but uh one point of criticism i did hear on social media and again listening to people smarter than me uh is that the riders did take two flyers on guys that are either drafted into the nfl or that have signed as undrafted free agents into the nfl but Mm -hmm. you know like you and i were joking about before you know before we came on talking about you know that that John Hodge likes their seventh round pick. <laughs> yeah. The odds of you ever seeing a real game out of a seventh round pick are slim to none. So yeah. I don't hate them. No, I don't, using, I don't either. No. Using two of those late picks on guys that have NFL level talent that let's face it. One of them's in the new England Patriots that if you look at Bill Belichick the wrong way or leave your, you know, your playbook in the wrong spot, you're on the way out for basically no reason. So I mean, um, yeah, like they did get a couple of years out of Dakota Shepley by taking right. the flyer. Right. That's that's exactly it. You don't know what's going to happen, especially in the hyper competitive NFL, where you're a hamstring pull during an offseason workout away from getting released at any time. Right. So uh, I, I've seen some criticism. of it. I like it. The odds of any of those guys turning into anything 
are slim to, to like beyond nil. I mean, I should say anything but a policeman or a firefighter, because to steal your line from before, uh, they don't have the celebrity clout to be a real estate agent, car salesman or insurance broker. No. So I, I like, I mean, if you take a player who's going to be at camp, like I don't think there's a wrong answer one way or the other here. Right. Um, because ultimately, you're probably looking at the same odds of either player Tate playing a very impactful role on your team down the line, if we're being perfectly honest. And oh, that's, 100%. that's absolutely no offense to any player taken after, let's say, the fifth round in the CFL draft. The numbers just speak for themselves. There, there was a yes. graph I saw, a story, I forget who posted it, where, you know, you have, like, number of games played, you know, pretty high for one, drops a bit for two, drops it for three, and then it slowly just really ex- exponentially goes down from there. And that's not even really a CFL thing. That's just a draft thing, period, right. across every sport except maybe the NFL and maybe Major League Baseball that has like 700 rounds. <laughs> so. No, no, you're, and you're absolutely right. And, and, and the way I look at it is, is those are two guys that you don't have to, to, to bring to camp to give looks on and make decisions mm. on because that's the other thing. It's not a very big practice squad in the CFL, and a lot of guys, if they get moved to the practice squad— It's not squad, even really a big camp roster, really. Right. You don't have a big camp roster. If you get moved to the practice roster, you're basically making zero money. So you took a flyer on two guys that are going to be in NFL camps this year. And if they don't turn out in the NFL, you have their rights and you don't have to make a decision on them to look up years down the road. So I like it. I know a lot of people don't. But personally, uh, I'm a big fan of, of taking those flyers. Yeah, I think overall I've Part of the reason why I have kind of backed off drafts, especially lately, um, is you just never know. And I, right. I think I'm beyond the point of thinking about, oh, you know, this is a great draft for this team. This is a real bad draft for that team. And you're just like, well, ultimately, you never really know. Because I, I know this isn't football, but I remember a number of years ago when the Ottawa Senators selected Brady Kachuk in the first round. A lot of Sens yep. fans were mad. Because he was, and I understood the reason why, like he was, you know, the whole nepotism thing, the whole, you know, oh, he's just some grinder kind of guy. Like, why are we going with this, you know, guy who maybe doesn't have as much skill compared to this other guy? Well, now he's like the best and favorite player in town. So (laughs) certainly. And and, and I think too, like with the, I think the CFL draft in these coming years is going to be so much more of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, between, you know, being able to get paid while you're playing in the NCAA with NIL. Um, you can get money there. You don't have guys going, ah, you know, I haven't really had a chance to do anything with football. Maybe I do. Now, if you're coming out of school and you made a couple hundred grand playing in school, like, do you, do you really want to risk it to come up here and make, you know, 50 grand Canadian to sit on the practice squad? And, and, and no. as, as well too, like these guys, you know, as long as they're full-time athletes are going to, you know, any, anybody on this list could walk into their local fire department or or police station and say i want a job mm-hmm. so and, now and, yeah and so that's the thing you're always competing you know you're not only competing with other leagues you're competing with you know lifestyle changes and you're competing with you know pretty good jobs for guys with big athletic builds so mm-hmm. i i think we're going to see in the future and continuing so the the cfl draft has always been a crapshoot and it's going to be even more one so i don't i i don't mm. mind off the board picks no i don't mind off the board picks and i think we've actually talked about this before i think nil for both leagues that professionally draft players there's going to be a bit of a gap in between right now where there'll yep. be some senior there'll be some players who come back for seniors that maybe wouldn't have in the past 
But eventually that'll just become the norm. And I think ultimately, I think ultimately a league like the CFL might actually be better off because I think by the time players are actually, you know, more guys may stay in college longer and they may actually come out more polished players at the end of it. It's just going to take a few years to transition to get into that rhythm. Well, well, and a great example of this right now, Anthony Bennett, who the Bombers took in the first round out Mm -hmm. of the U of Regina, he's 26. Like he 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 spent five years in the NCAA, went to the Rams for his one year of eligibility. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, he's a bit of a man among, amongst boys, but there's a perfect example right there of a guy that, you know, he's he's a he's as polished as you're going to get mm-hmm. coming out of school right there, 26 years old. Absolutely. Um, some of these players you may have previously watched on uh, CBS Sports Network, if you're uh, like me, who watches some uh, Mountain West football, <laughs> as that is probably one of their most their high-end properties which says something about that um but yes uh cbs sports network is now the home of 34 cfl games in the united states of america for the next multi-year deal i didn't really say how long the deal was for um so this ends sort of the long-term exclusive-ish deal they've had with espn they've been cfl has been on various american networks over the years but they've probably just because of the relationship with tsn and being partially owned by espn have been on ESPN for a number of years now, and there's been certainly a lot of positives to that. Um, you know, it's obviously the best reach in American sports television, no question about that. Yep. And it's only gotten better and only been able to use, you know, been able to access more of the games on their platforms thanks to things like ESPN Plus and the various mm-hmm. other offshoot networks they have now. So I think the number of people watching the CFL in the United States has probably never been higher than it is now. It's still not a gigantic number by any stretch of the imagination for American TV, but it's still a number that has grown nonetheless over the last few years. And, and there's a solid, I think there's yeah. a solid niche, right? Like, like you're yep. starting to see an American CFL community, especially on social media with, with some, some great personalities yep. out there and some terrible ones too, but uh, mostly great. Yeah. And so naturally the CFL is trying to leverage this into actual money because according to I according to the three down nation reports I believe it was Hodge who got the numbers initially. Yep. Um basically ESPN's been play, paying about 100 to 200k a year for access to all of the games which works out to essentially nothing per team. Um <laughs> That's so, paying the janitors. Yeah, so I mean a great deal for ESPN that gets effectively free content. Free niche content yes. with a devoted following. So whatever yeah. advertising they do that does gets put on there is basically one hundred percent margin. So I mean that's yes. that's great for them. Um, not always, not necessarily the best for the CFL, but it, again, it has grown the audience to a certain degree, which is good. Um, but now they've put some of the games on CBS Sports Network. We're still waiting to hear sort of where the rest of it is going to fall, which I think is an important part of this equation, yes. which we will yes. get into. Um, but for now. Uh, they're getting a million bucks a year from CBS to put the games on CBS Sports Network. And there's 34 games, some Labor Day games, but no playoffs or Grey Cup. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yep, yep, yeah, that's... that's I that's, mean, this to me, this looks clearly like, okay, CBS wants to buy some games to fill some slots before college football takes over that channel, yes. essentially. Yes, now, now, this comes down to mm-hmm. two things that, that we don't know. If they yeah. come out tomorrow and say they've made a deal with Which, because we're talking about this now it's probably coming in the next day or two yeah oh 100 it'll, it'll be it'll be broken first thing in the morning at least it's not as bad as jamie nye breaking something during our last podcast so um now if this is it if this is it for your american tv exposure 
you have once again pulled the CFL and colossally dropped the ball. If your playoffs aren't, aren't there, if you don't have a way for people to to watch things start to finish, that's terrible. And yeah. because to me, yeah, your your second your second broadcast partner can't be like the Speed Network. You need something that's already accessible. Because and again, like all jokes aside about doing research, I reached out to two of my buddies who live in the states and kind of said like, hey, both of them weren't positive on this. And, and the reason being is it's really easy to be, we've all been there in a lazy, you know, you want something on in the background while your buddies are over on a Saturday night. You want, you want something on in the background while you're recovering from Saturday night on Sunday afternoon. It was really easy. CFL was right there on ESPN. You didn't have to go far to find it. It was on ESPN plus if you were watching other stuff, you didn't have to go far to find it. Now, and it's interesting too, between my two buddies, one of them is a cord cutter. So he pays for ESPN for his family and goes, well, now I'm not going to watch the games. I don't want to add another subscription service. I don't want to have to subscribe to the CBS Sports digital package just to watch the games. Now, my other buddy who says, yeah, it's, 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 I don't like it. It's not as front and center, but I, are, I, I still have cable so I can still watch and stream the games, you know, without having to subscribe to yet another services starting to feel more and more like our streaming services are like cable these days. But mm-hmm. um, this, At this point, come, anyway, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I think if they come out and say they've made a deal with, with Fox or NBC or a limited deal with ESPN and you can get the rest of those games, and you can get the playoffs and people can follow from day one to the gray cup game. I think then the negatives, the, the positives will outweigh mm. the negatives of maybe making yeah. people look for it. Yeah. I think if, if I they think... get a secondary deal with a network that is relevant, it will at, let's say a similarish price. So for easy math, you know, it comes in at a million bucks with whoever it is, let's say Fox, because it's not, let's just assume it's not going to be ESPN. Right. So there are games that are going to be on FS one, FS two, and maybe some other random Fox property. Right. Um, so if you're talking now suddenly two million bucks a year from both of them, two hundred K per team, not earth shattering money, but that is what you're getting at the high end from ESPN for the entire league. So these the situation has to start somewhere. It, and, it, it, exactly. And I think you're you they you they've built a base off of ESPN that, that that hardcore base is going to follow them. Now, what'll completely destroy this base, and because the CFL has a history of doing things this way, my fear for the league, and holy the Atomic John rant we would have if this is it, um, my fear for the league is that you're just going to allow your U.S. viewers to watch 34 games and not the playoffs and not the Great Cup. And I, you're I don't gonna... think they're going to do that just because there's been reports, and I believe even reports on pro football talk, that the CFL, at the very least, is considering setting up their own sort of direct-to-consumer streaming service. Right, so so give them a taste with CB, yeah. CBS Sports, but I can tell you from working... And, and while that is not as, I would say that's not as lucrative as having another broadcast partner, it is at least not nothing. <laughs> but but and I, and, and I can tell you, speaking from experience, that when the NLL, when I first got involved, we were on Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to stream, it was free, you could watch it, same thing, we couldn't watch it on TV. Didn't go um, like Bleacher or something for a bit? Bleacher was pay-per-view. Yeah. And the the viewership, like, I think it was like we had a quarter or an eighth of the views from Fox Sports. And Fox Sports didn't throw a single NLL game on TV. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything. It was just, if you want to watch lacrosse, you need to go to Fox Sports Go. And yeah. and then... And, like, and Fox Sports, and like Fox is still the rarity that is not that deep into streaming yet. Right, exactly. And, and, yeah. and this was... This would have been, oh goodness, 2016, I want to say. It's, it's 2016 or 17. This is like yeah. when I first started with the National Cross League. Now, and then they went to Bleacher Report after I had left, and the viewership was down to one-eighth of what it was the second you went to pay-per-view. So I'm hoping that the CFL knows that if you're if you're going to this pay-per-view model, you're going to wear it, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be pretty. It's a terrible idea for any yeah. emerging or growing league. I know that... Your streaming essentially becomes a lost leader. Like, I know working with the NLL again, like, the game of the week on TSN is a spectacular victory, and they better bring that back. I think there's smarter people in the league office now than there was before. I don't know if I can say that about the CFL. Um, but I'm hoping that they bring back that TSN deal, because it's just easy. Who doesn't mm. have TSN in Canada, right? And 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 don't put it behind a paywall, because the second you put it behind a paywall, you're, you're doomed. You're going to lose your entire audience, and... I think that's what the CFL is looking at doing, and I think it's a horrendous idea. Yeah, like I, I think the idea of a direct-to-consumer streaming package is good, just not as sort of the the main source. No, no. If like, if if you say okay, we have games on CBS Sports Network, and we have some games on like Fox Sports Two, let's say, yeah. but you can buy access to all games in the United States through Service X. Sure. Perfect. Perfect. Do it that way. But don't make it exclusive. Like, don't make it where you're now already forcing your your hardcore CFL American base to go and get CBS CBS Sports Network if they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to force them to pay more again, and you're just going to have people go, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to watch the highlights on Twitter. Yeah, because, I mean, there's been some people I've seen already, some people say that, or it's like, yeah, this is going to be expensive for me to get to watch these games on CBS Sports Network. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Right. And, and I mean, frankly, there isn't... There probably isn't enough on the rest of that the network at the time to make it worth w- worthwhile for these people to you know really subscribe to the network if you aren't already. So and I mean unless you're really into I forget what else is on there like bowling and derby and stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm actually I'm I'm looking right now from TVPassport.com. We have uh, Jim Rome because he's ever yes. we have sport fishing, mm-hmm. college lacrosse. More college lacrosse, poker, of course, mm-hmm. and more sport fishing. That's what's on CBS Sports Network tonight. Coming up first, we have fishing. Then we have more lacrosse. Not even the good kind, the boring kind that's on fields. Uh, next, on Saturday at 8 in the morning, it's Snail Kings, exploring the saltwater lifestyle from the Florida Keys to the blue waters of Costa Rico. Next is Fisherman's Digest, followed by the next bite, followed by University of Fishing, followed by Sport Fishing, more lacrosse, sailing, pickleball, bowling, and college bowling! College bowling. Damn. College bowling. I, and I'm like, this is no bullshit. You can go on the Saturday, May 6th <laughs> things for CBS Sports Network. I'm doing this on the mm-hmm. fly, and it might be the best thing I've ever done on the fly. Yeah. So, I mean, this is who the CFL is currently tied their wagon to. It is way down the depth chart um, to the point where, uh, as Andrew Buckholtz and Andrew on Awful Announcing said, they're not Nielsen rated, so we don't actually know how many people subscribe, what their reach actually is. We may never even know how many people actually watch these games. 
And um, yeah, well, it, it, it all depends on. I hope the other half of this package oh, works out. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So they don't have the rights to the UEFA Champions League, but they have the rights to the post-match show. Yeah. Okay. Is the well is the is the UEFA Champions League on like CBS proper maybe? Uh, hang or on. some other Viacom if that's even what they're still called. Champions Network. US Network. This is gonna be um. Oh, it is. It is on CBS. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that 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 makes more sense, but it's still, but <laughs> yeah, more. Uh... Oh, oh no, they're they're allowed to show it again later in the night in between episodes of College Bowling and Poker Night in America. This honestly, <laughs> le- we legitimately uh... have in Canada. Okay, we got five TSNs. We have six sports nets, and I've never seen a lineup this shitty in my life. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when ESPN and Fox have basically everything else, and CBS doesn't really seem to want to make this network a priority, so they keep all their all their other sports properties on other networks. Is like I don't even think March Madness games end up on this channel. No, 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 they don't. Which is saying something when it's a literal sports property that they would it would end up on True TV ahead of CBS Sports Network. That this is just this is this is if you want to laugh, you have to go check their TV listings. Like this is just it's all fishing and golf, but again with no golf coverage. Like you're better off watching like Access Sports in Regina <laughs> and Shaw 10 in Saskatoon because at least that'll have, you know, games on there or Sastel Max or whatever. Yeah, legitimately, Shaw 10 and Sastel Max have better sports options for you than the CFL's new part. But hey, we'll take their money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.